time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a humble band of heroes found themselves on a whirlwind adventure. In the Outer Rim, you have to make your own destiny. This is their story. Welcome to whatever this is. We're recording this literally just in case, you know, it's usable. But uh, uh, my name is Gabriel Fast, of course. And um, this is going to be a RPG pro- project of sorts. I'm here with uh, some some new but already close friends, it seems, and my, my beautiful wife, Emma. Um, this is going to be a Star Wars RPG, kind of loosely based off of D&D rules, as well as... Um, uh, the Edge of the Empire RPG that released back in 2012. So I've kind of crafted my own way I want to play this game, but we've converted it in such a way to where we can kind of use D&D rules to play through the story. And if you're familiar with the story already, which I know a lot of people on the internet are, um, you know, we're playing this our way and we're playing it on easy mode, basically, um, in, in terms of DMing. So not a ton of math involved. I'm not going to do things that maybe you think are the best, but the fact of the matter is I just don't really care. This is about having fun and being able to capture the moment and look back on it and laugh. Uh, so we're going to go for it. We're going to go around the table. We're going to meet our players, of course. So what I want you all to do is we'll go around the room, say who you are, what your name is. And then uh, obviously like introduce this is the party is introducing themselves for the first time. So after we go around the room and you kind of explain who you are, who you are and your backstory, um, I will then formulate a plot point as to how you all came to be together. So, um, so let's start with uh, the person to my right, which is my partner in crime, Emma Fast. Oh, please don't start with me. You're starting because okay. you're sassy pants. Oh, whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, my real name is Emma, but my character's name is Aria. And they said I have to give her a last name. So last minute I came up with Moonlight, which is the dumbest last name i've ever heard in my entire life but it's fine (laughs) 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 all right so aria moonlight um she's a human and she's her class is a technician and um so basically her story is she was born on tatooine um her parents were killed in kind of a rebel type Thing that happened right well they they just they were they were like very heavily involved with anytime there was like a cause not not like the quote-unquote rebellion yeah but anytime like the early in its early infancy you know not quite clone wars but that time in between um her parents were like always involved like gone doing stuff like trying to help always so anyways at the young age of four years old my parents were killed in one of these um things that they had gone to do so i was left on my own um i was pretty much on the streets for a little bit just trying to survive in tatooine um and one day this man found me and he took me in um and he just so happened to be the head of a pit crew for the uh pod racers pod races or whatever yeah he was a pod racer on uh, moss epsa yeah so um anyways he took me in 
and he taught me his ways and he realized that I had kind of a natural talent towards um, technology, working on mechanics and things like that. So he had like a whole um, almost garage type situation of just like full of just broken up drones and uh, or uh, droids, I mean, and just things like that. And so I was always just messing with these things. And I actually worked on his pit crew from the age of five to ten. So um, when I was when I turned ten, like pod races kind of started. They weren't as much of a thing. So, yeah, the Empire kind of like the Empire kind of put a stop to many of them. Like if they were done, like the boon to Eve wasn't happening anymore on Tatooine. Like, so, you know, if the, if any pod racing was being done, it was basically like in secret pretty much. Yeah. So this was a super intense environment, but I did really good under the stress. Um, I really thrived, um, working on mechanics and other technologies, Um, and once the pod races ended, I kind of just started venturing out on the planet, finding, um, you know, crashed ships and things like that, and would just find things to tinker with and was always just messing with something, making something out of nothing, basically. Um, so anyways, then I grew up, I kind of, um, I don't have like really a home base i just kind of moved throughout cities staying wherever but she always had a home where herc the guy who took her in she always had a place yeah um, in moss shooter like she know that she knew she always had a home there yeah um and just for reference like for anyone who's like well, when did this take you know when did her parents die like basically at the transition of order 66 like that's basically when her parents died um so you know kind of they weren't in the clone army of course but they were around helping you know, doing whatever they could, you know, there was all kinds of different, uh, you know, organizations trying to help out the Republic at that time. And, you know, they were always trying to do good, basically. Also, my adopter, Herc is his name. Um, he used to he's kind of an older man at this point. But back in the day, he worked for the Empire. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I was just going to say he's very he very much knows what he's doing as far as engineering goes. He was trained really well. Um, but. So, yeah, I learned from a really good guy. But anyways, um, my past has kind of made me into a cynic. Um, I'm not really a people person. I kind of have trust issues. Um, I do love those that are close to me, which is pretty much just my adopter and a couple friends that I have, um, probably including Elijah. We probably kind of grew up together, so we probably know each other from the past. Um and I love to drown my uh, feelings with drinking pretty much every night. Um, and then I just get up and work the next day. Um, once I quit working in the pit crew um, and was like just out exploring the planet, I uh, would prefer animals as company rather than people. So I would all like if I ever encountered some type of creature, I would always try to tame it and make it my friend. Um, and yeah, I'm not really good at, uh, should I say my flaws or no, not? that's just, this is just like background. Okay. So well, that's pretty much my background. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. you got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Arya Moonlight. There you go. There you go. Let's start with, um, let's start with, uh, Elijah next. 
or let's let's continue with Elijah's next, and then you can go down the line from there. Okay, I'll try to make it into a into a first person. So during the Clone Wars, um, I was me and my family. Um, I was referred to as Bumboo, which is a nickname, meaning uh, the special one, because I was a black furred Wookiee. And I had an older brother named Ektar. Uh, we were forced to flee to the Shadowlands of Kashyyyk because uh, our parents were viciously killed by Imperial Guards after they led a small Wookiee uprising. Um, while me and my brother Ektar were there in the Shadowlands, uh, we had to adapt the way that we lived to the surroundings. So uh, each day we were continuing to learn to move more silently. Uh, we practice on sligs and wishoks. Um, and then after some time, the Empire began to send more soldiers to Kashyyyk. So the clones started moving uh, further into the sh Shadowlands. So uh, as we practiced uh, moving silently, we were we got good enough to where we could go undetected in the daytime as well. So uh, we started just stealing supplies and gathering information uh, and then had to uh, and then we began to refine our our uh, skills on the clones themselves. So F, uh, I killed a clone, but I was sloppy and I left uh, behind an Imperial blaster rifle uh, and that was ended up being discovered by other soldiers. So when they found that, they uh, commenced a search party. And after some time, the, those soldiers started closing in on me and Ektar. So uh, before long, we were outnumbered and we were about to be overtaken. So Ektar uh, told me to flee to the Black Forest where there would be a small cargo ship waiting to take me to Tatooine. Uh, and he was going and while he provided me time. So he handed me um, a, a hucklecrim, which was an extremely rare and precious stone that was believed to once be found on Kashyyyk. And they, it's rumored that they gave it to ancient Jedi as a special gift. Uh, he gave that to me for good luck, so to speak. Um, as was, after I hugged him and then reluctantly I started, I ran. And as I ran, I heard uh, Ektar's battle cry and it was cut short and then overtaken by the sounds of blaster fire. So I went to the Black Forest, I boarded the cargo ship, and as I left the planet, I, I felt responsible for him dying. Um, and before long, I landed on Tatooine. Uh, I now wear the, the huckle creme around my neck as a remembrance of him. So to this day, nobody knows my true name. The only ones who do are the ones who are are dead and on Kashyyyk. I am Zara Zuka, and uh, both my parents were excellent smugglers. They were an even better team. My mom was a Twi'lek, and my dad is a human. Nice. My mom, Amfina, was eight months pregnant while they were on their last job that they took on planet Bespin. Okay, so as for me and my story, I have to go back where Zara paused her story. So my mother was a Twi'lek. My father was a human. They were smugglers. And in their last job, my father had just taken my sister and left. And hang on. Yes. And 
Then the bounty hunters came into the cargo, loaded my mother up. And as soon as she got on their bounty ship, she let out a cry of pain that was very familiar to her as of 30 minutes ago. Five late five minutes later into the ride to the local jail of Bespin, <laughs> Ofina gave birth to me. Sabe Dude. <laughs> Bro, yes. yes. So growing up in a jail was really, really tough. And I learned to get mature really fast. And due to a lack of health care that my mom got during her rough delivery, she was very ill. So I was a favorite amongst all the jailers. I would run and get them things because I was the only one allowed outside. And my mom's health slowly started declining, but she did her best to care for me. But on my 10th birthday, so 10 years of growing up in this jail, she got very ill and the healthcare wasn't great. They weren't going to bring in a doctor. And as she lay there, she told me something she had never told me before because she didn't want me to be angry about it. She told me about my father, Ezra, and my twin sister named Zara. She kind of figured they had changed their last name, so she didn't know what it was. But she said it has been her wish for the past 10 years of my life to never give up trying to find them. And she wanted me to join them because she wanted all of us to be a family again. So after she died, I got a few minutes to cry over her death, but they were not going to hold on to a charity case. So I was kicked out onto the streets. On the streets, I got a lot tougher, a lot stronger, and a lot smarter. I had become really, really good at pickpocketing people, and even adult smugglers hired me for different little jobs that they had. Well, my talent eventually, through word of mouth, got around to the huts, and they knew about my parents' history. So they sent for me. My training as a smuggler was finished, and it made me the smuggler I am today. While I was with the Huts in my drill uh, jobs day to day, I met Kyle Starlord in my training. Me and him are we like yeah. are we also meshing with the Avengers right now? What's happening? <laughs> <So> <laughs> <right> <laughs> Yeah, the drink isn't helping. Anyway, yeah, Starway, best friends. (laughs) We we went to war together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War trained, and to this day, we've remained the best of friends. So he's just told me that he is going to Tatooine. And he's actually like, you need to come with me because another famous Twilight slash human girl is going to be driving us there. So I've never heard of anyone else who's a human slash Twilight. And my curiosity is up, and I kind of can't wait to meet her. Dude, you guys, these stories are insane. So you're currently on Tatooine then, waiting. So, she, so yeah, she, yeah we're all on Tatooine now. Because yeah. she was on okay. Ryloth with me. I was on Naboo. Yep. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention that. Right. So currently, though, currently though, Sabe is on Tatooine. Right. Yes. Waiting for so all three right. of you guys. Waiting for all three of you guys. To get there, correct? No, no. So uh, oh, Sabe yeah. is on Ryloth with me, getting picked up by Zara. I forgot to mention that detail. They sent me to Ryloth. So, okay, so the Huts sent you to Ryloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. So they sent her to Ryloth, and then she was used into the Resistance. Yeah. 
uh, as a spy, pretty much. Um, I was just going to say that Kyle would always, he knew what had happened to my parents. And so he would, um, you know, he'd always bring me like extra food that he had or just little things like that. And I kind of viewed him as a big brother. Yeah. So Kyle was always drawn to the pod races whenever he would be, you know, in the area where basically she was. So around the same time, it can kind of still work with your story. You know, you, you happened to meet each other while she was, you know, around in, in the pod racing arena and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a place you frequented, like you went there as often as you could and you would always see her. So yeah, you would be nice to her and like you all played together and all that type of stuff. So this is how you all come into contact with each other. Okay. So come to find out that the transport that, uh, Bumboo was taking the transport Bumboo was taking was, you know, was, was going, whatever, taking him to Tatooine ended up being a slave transport. And you did not realize that. So Bumboo goes to Tatooine and gets dropped off, but there's like nobody there except like this older guy who kind of sees like, you know, they're trying to like shove Bumboo and like trying to get him to do all this stuff. And Bumboo's throwing a fit. And this old guy comes over and is just basically like back off pretty much. Cause you're at Timo, the Hutt's palace. Like that he was, they were going to sell, uh, they were going to sell Bumboo to Timo as like, basically like a slave, like for the mines. So this old guy walks up to him and he's like, Hey, you know, I want this, like Timo owes me. Like, I want this, I want this, you know, this Wookiee. So Bumboo and this old guy go back to his place where he lives and he lives in the slums of uh Tatooine um on Mashuda. So he takes you back to his house to where Bumboo and this old guy, which spoiler alert, the old guy is Herc, takes you back to his homestead where Kyle Starway has reconvened with Arya Moonlight and her new Twi'lek friends. And Herc suggests, you know, Whenever you all meet for the first time, he's like, hey, you know, you all seem to have a pretty interesting set of skills. We could, you know, I, I know this planet, you know, I know this area better than anybody, you know, and I'm like, I'm, t- I'm one of Timo's, you know, right hand men, basically, like I always help him with stuff. Um, so he's like a trusted ally, a little bit more backstory for Herc. So Herc wanted to join, you know, he, all he ever wanted to do was get off Tatooine. So he wanted to join the empire, you know, rather than, you know, he's just like, it's, uh, you know, it can't be that bad. You know, I hear there's good benefits, whatever, but it didn't take him very long to realize how corrupt the empire was, how they weren't really, you know, doing the things that they were promising. There's a lot of propaganda and stuff going around. And, you know, he was of the mind that the rebel Alliance, you know, these so-called rebels that were rising up um, were kind of radicals and he just didn't really get it until he got into the thick of the empire. and. You know, he left Tatooine because he wanted to get away from Tatooine, but he ended up getting stationed at Tatooine. (laughs) So he basically faked his own death and was able to kind of get away from all that, uh, to which he went to the gladiator pits. So he spent some time in the gladiator pits and got really good at fighting and, you know, spent 15, 20 years just kind of doing his thing. 
Uh, and then him and Emma had basic or him and um, Arya had basically reconvened. And he's like, hey, you know, why don't you settle down? And they started doing jobs together and stuff like that. And now here you are. Now, I just wanted to give you a little bit of backstory about Herc. Uh, Timo had always kind of sent like, you know, it, it was kind of a, a cool thing. Like you'd never really met Timo. Like Herc was kind of always the back and forth for you guys. Like he'd be like, hey, this is what Timo wants us to do. He would give you the best missions whatever and you know there's a mission that comes up to where you all ended up scoring a decent amount of credits like uh the only the only catch was you know that timo would receive the bulk of the money um but you know you were used to just getting 20 20 or 30 credits you know here or there you know for whatever based on how many missions you had to work a lot whereas this last time you made like 300 credits and you have 150 left over a piece so you know, that's after partying and kind of realizing, you know, you have a little bit of money to spend. You're, you felt it a little bit. So Herc leaves on mission. He's like, all right, guys, good job. You know, you did really well. Timo was pleased, yada, yada, yada. Um, and you don't hear it. He's like, I have to go do this thing for him. And he doesn't come back that day. Like he, uh, some time goes on, but you don't really worry about it. Cause you know, Herc's Herc. Like he's not, you've, you've gone on missions with them before. Like you're not really that worried about it. Right. Until one day you're all just in the, at your house and you hear like a, a hardcore, like knock, like it's, it's almost like they're going to beat down the door. So what does the party do? Do we want to open? Oh, I mean, do you want to whisper? Who's we there? should probably like, is there a window? So, is so it, we're what? all kind of like staying in the same place together. Yeah. And we're doing jobs. It's together. like the nicest house in the slums. Oh, okay. So for and reference, it's, it's Herc's house. Yeah. It's Herc's house. It's where you grew up. Oh, it's where I grew up. Okay. Yeah. Um, and who's banging on our door? Oh, you don't know. Oh, okay. You just hear like a really like big, like thud on the door. Like it, you know, okay. someone wants someone obviously wants to talk to Herc or they want to talk to you or they want something. So I'm going to do a could be Herc dead. A, a perception roll. OK, so that's another thing, too. You all have passive perception. So for simple things like looking around corners or doing whatever, um, your perception is what your passive perception is, whatever you have for perception plus 10. So Kyle is 12, Ari is 13, Jake is 11, Sierra is 16, and Allie is 11. So Jake, like you just like look out the window and you can't really make out any details, but you just see like there's two like huge looking figures and they both have like battle axes. Oh. So they're just outside your door, like just, you know. And then they knock again, like they just beat on the door again. Like they look down at something and they just beat on the door again. You have another action. Everyone gets two actions per turn. They could have been, they could be bringing her call. That's what I was going to say. Beat up and hurt. Or, I mean, they they look down at something. Yeah. What? Would you say they could be bringing? So bringing her comb, sorry. I yeah. Like like so they oh. they like look down at the ground, and like yeah. like they could be dragging him or, or something yeah. like that, and dropping oh. him off, and it's like a warning to all of us. Yeah. I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna open the door. So you open the door. 
and um, you see these like two big Gamorian guards. You're still quite a bit bigger than they are, but you know you've seen them around, and you know you've you've seen them around Timo's palace. Like they they have like barracks in the main, you know, in the main town next to the bounty office and you know kind of the main trade area like you're always seeing them around like they're kind of the main law keepers in the you know in Moshuda along with the empire the empire does come and go depending on what kind of you know bull crap they're trying to pull on Tatooine but they're like the main uh peacekeepers but they don't do a very good job so you see them and standing in front of them is a small Twi'lek, well-dressed Twi'lek. And um, she looks at you, she looks up at you and she's like, you must be Bumboo. And um, she goes, I never quite caught, you know, if you were in charge or not, but are you? Can he talk to her? Oh, he can talk to her, yeah. You need to respond or are you in charge? <laughs> Wait, is no. he in charge? <laughs> no, I'm a wookie. That's up to you to decide. I don't think so. Not being a wookie. Who's Just your leader? Skywalker. Or no. You want me to be the Starway. Starway. Um, you want me to be the leader? Well, what is, what is Emma's what what's Emma's yeah. uh, traits? Like what what's her traits? Oh yeah, my traits. Yeah. I'm definitely not a leader. I just kind of do what I want. Emma doesn't like people. Yeah, so I would not be a good leader because I'm not really good at talking to people. Okay, so like Bumboo like just kind of like is like uh like looks around. Y'all are just kind of hanging out, just like eating lunch. Yeah, Bumboo is not the leader because we none of us really have known him for super yeah, long. Like he's just kind of there. <laughs> so you're not just there. We like you. <laughs> no, no, you all you are like Emma especially doesn't quite trust you yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Aria. Yeah, whatever. So like Bumbo like looks around and then Starway looks at Emma. Emma just like gives him like I'm like she tells him like I am not in charge. <laughs> so Starway comes into it, you know, come to talk to her, and she's like, Oh, you must be Starway. I'm Layla, pleased to meet you. How do you respond? Uh good to meet you too. Why are you banging at my door while I'm eating lunch? <laughs> Well, I would assume that you would want to try, you know, I would assume you would be curious as to know what's happened to your friend, Herc, right? Oh. He comes and goes, uh, you know, normally never tells us when he's coming back. So if you're here telling me something's wrong, then something must be wrong. Why did something so, happen to Herc? Babe, I'm going to get to it. Wait, can I, but that's me saying that. N- oh. Or I can't say that. Well, yeah. So she's, she's getting to it. She's like getting kind of irritated with you. So right now she's dealing with, you can talk to, you, you can't like directly talk to him, uh, her because she's talking to him. Okay. Yeah. So she's like getting kind of irritated with you. And she's like, look, I'm the one who pays your bills and makes sure that you have a job. So I'd appreciate it if you treat me with some respect. Um, Cause I'm here to tell you that Herc went on mission for Timo and he's gone missing. And Timo wants to talk to you. So, you know, like what? Uh, how do I it, respond? Yeah. So then like then the Gamorreans, like they kind of like grip their axes a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. So how do you respond? 
So stepping back for a second, are we a successful team for these jobs? Like, are you've we a never team? failed? Like, we've never failed. You've never failed for, okay. but you've never, you've never met Timo ever. Okay. So I, now I'm going to jump back in. With all due respect, I don't know you, and all I know is that Herc brings in credits and talks about how much Timo loves us. So if Timo has great respect for us, I would imagine you would have great respect for us too. Okay. Would anyone else like to jump in and say anything else at this time? I would. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Emma. Where the hell is my <laughs> doctor? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Like, what happened to him? Like, I'm very upset. Okay. So she kind of looks at you and she's like, oh, you must be his daughter. Um. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But, like, what happened? What's wrong? Well... What I want you to do is I want you all to get ready, finish your meal. Um, you know, we'll escort you to the palace and you can speak with Timo because I don't have all the details. All I know is that uh, he reported to me that Herc never returned. And, um, you know, he he asked me to come fetch you. You know, normally I wouldn't trouble myself with being in shantytown trying to talk to the poor. But, you know. Don't you dare talk to us. <laughs> she's basically kind of like snooty, you know, and you can tell like she's just she's just there to do a job. She's like, can you can you hurry it up? Basically. Mm-hmm. So All right. guys, let's go. We got to find out what happened to Herc. Yeah. Bumboo? I'd, like to say, I'd like to say something. OK. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's go. (laughs) So, so sure enough, you all get ready. Like you all put your weapons on and like, you're like, you you don't, you don't know this girl from Adam. Like you're, and there's Gamorrean guards and it's like, you don't like the Gamorrean guards. So you just follow her and it's not an easy, like, you know, path to Timo's palace. Cause the way Shantytown is, and by the way, Mashuda is elevated. It's like on a plateau. So like you're on like a giant plateau. So there's bridges connecting pieces of shanty town. So like you follow her across the bridge and there's a land speeder waiting for all of you there. So she takes you, you know, you're observing the town. You notice like the stuff that keeps the town running, like the water treatment plant. You know, you see, uh, you see a landing bay, you see like some restaurants and stuff like that. And you see the spaceport that's there. That's a smaller one. It's nothing like Moss Eisley, but uh, you know, the one that's in Moss Eisley, but there's a spaceport there. Um, and then uh, you go to Timo's palace. So once you get there, she kind of like leads the way. And there's two Gamorrean guards that are kind of crossing axes, like blocking the way. And as soon as she holds her hand up, like, you know, her personal guard, which you notice are kind of adorned with like some special armor. Like they actually have armor on. It's not just leathers. And like they have nicer, like they have nicer gear than the the rest of the Gamorreans. So you you kind of surmise that these are like elites, that these are a special task force that she has with her. So she's like, come on, follow me this way. Like we're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna hurt you. So as you go through Timo's palace, which you you, you know, a, a traditional hut. Uh, palace is is curved so you have to go all the way around it to get to the center where you know timo is going to be you've never been in a palace um but you know that's kind of general genuinely like the, sh- the shell shape 
you know, for the lesser huts, that's kind of what their palaces look like. So you go through it, you see, you know, like the scum of the earth is in this place, like all kinds of different people. Um, you see people frantically like communicating on like screens and, you know, people are fighting and there's all kinds of stuff. And you see like, there's a bunk room with like Gamorian guards and like, they're just kind of like wrestling and arguing and their, and their language and all that stuff. And then finally you get to just outside of where Timo's throne room is. So before you get there, she stops you and she's like, look, Many people never see Timo and live. There's a reason. There's a reason that I deal with all of his affairs so that he doesn't have to. Um, he knows he's better than you and you should know that he's better than you too. Um, he would never waste time talking to, you know, people who are making 150 credits at most per job. So, you all, I mean, do you, do, does anyone want to react to that? Screw him. I think I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I was going to say, I just stand there with no expression. Okay, good. <laughs> so she opens the palace and you walk in and it is beautiful. I mean, like the light is hitting stained glass just right to where it looks like a fever dream. You know, there's like dancing and singing and like some cool music. And you see off in the background, you see Timo. And, uh, you know, she kind of, Layla kind of leads you, leads you to him. And, you know, she speaks, you know, hut to him. And he just kind of exclaims, he's like, oh, (laughs) it's you guys. You're the ones making me a bunch of money. How's it going? How do you want to respond? <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> you're any there. There's no re, there's no need for order. Whoever wants to speak for the group, which I I will recommend that one of you speak for the group in this scenario. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm just standing there looking irritated. So something I failed to mention mm-hmm. in my background is I don't have daddy issues. But because I never had a male figure in my life, I tend to be a real big flirt. Okay. And I'm manipulative if I know what I can get, what I want with flirting. But okay. I also like to be the wrong guy. Okay. I like it. We want to get with a wookie. Someone here needs to be a flirt. So do you want to do you? Do you okay. So now that I know that. So you kind of like wink at him and you're like, hey, hey, big guy, how's it going? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, you got a sister too? There's two of you? He's like, I'll be talking to you all later. They don't know you their know? sisters yet, though, right? You all know that you're sisters, right? No. Oh, you don't know that you're sisters. Okay, gotcha. He's like, oh, yeah, that other one looks a lot like you, too. He's like, I'll be I'll be trying to get Layla to come, you know, come get you guys to visit me a different time. We can party. So... Here's the deal. I sent Herc on assignment. Uh, how Layla, how long ago was it? And she's like, it was like a week ago, sir. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. A week ago. So I sent Layla to, or not, I sent Herc on assignment about a week ago. And usually, I mean, he'll take his time and get the job done whenever, but I haven't heard from him and I haven't heard anything about the job. And I'm going to tell you right now that there is at least a hundred people in this room right now 
that are ready to kill you at the snap of my finger. So what I'm about to tell you does not leave this room. This information is highly valuable and highly secret. My partnership with the Black Sun organization for our mining facilities across Tatooine have kind of been going amok lately because the droids we have manning those mining facilities haven't been performing as they should. I sent Herc to investigate the closest one to Mosh Shuda, and he hasn't since returned. I'm worried something might have happened to him. So what I want you to do, and I wanted you, I wanted you all to meet me face to face because it's about time we met anyways, and I'm sure I'll be doing more work. You'll be doing more work for me um, in the future. Herc's getting up in age. So it would only make sense to start dealing, you know, at least meet you. Layla will still be dealing with you on a day to day, but at least to meet you and see, you know, just basically to, to meet you is what he wanted to do and to give you this assignment. So Herc's my most valuable uh, agent, basically. He, he makes me the most amount of money. If you can bring him back safely, not only will you be rescuing your friend, but I promise it will be worth your while because I have enough credits to where if you wanted to leave the planet, you'd be able to. So I'm not going to tell you a number of how many credits you'll receive, but I will tell you it will be a lot. So your goal is to go, your goal is to go find Herc. You know, it's an eastern, it's an eastern Mashuda outside of outside of the town, basically. So you'll have to leave and then go east and go straight east. And it's about depending on if you take a speeder or if you take a dewback, you know, it's gonna be about a day's ride. So, but you can if you just go straight east, you can't run it, you can't miss it. Do we got a deal? Yeah, we got a deal. Anything to yeah. get Herc back. Yep. Deal. World. Okay. So this is your first assignment without Herc. I reckon this is your first serious assignment without Herc. So I highly recommend that you, you know, really make sure you have the best of the best equipment and, you know, visit the local shopkeep just, just across the way from the palace. Uh, you know him. His name is uh, Yora. His name is Yora. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot his name. His name is Yora Yorin. Yorin, excuse me. His name is Yorin. You know him. You've you've dealt with him before. And uh, tell him I sent you personally, because anyone who wasn't sent by me, it means life or death. So, be gone. All right, guys, let's go to the shop. Will this new ragtag team of scoundrels find their friend Herc? Find out next time on Story Time, a Star Wars RPG podcast.